Hey everyone, this is Kyle, your Dungeon Master. Recently I was on a other podcast and I did a short interview on the Everyone Cast podcast. It's just kind of a breakdown of Dungeons & Dragons, how to play it, where to play it, and you can listen to me stumble my way through a 30-minute interview if you're interested. Again, that's Everyone Cast. You can find it on Spotify and all the other podcasting network things. All right, have a good time listening to this episode. Welcome to One Shot Dungeons, Episode 9. I am Kyle, your dungeon master. Of course, of course, always joined by uh, Jacob. Uh, he's playing as Cyprus, and today we are joined by Shelby. Shelby, you said you have a little bit of experience playing Dungeons and Dragons, or not too much. I have a little experience, and I'm mostly just kind of as like a tag along character. So I'm definitely haven't been in kind of role where I have much to do. But I also know that the more I drink, the better I get, or at least the more creative I get. I'll drink a lot at the beginning, <laughs> and we'll see where we go. Well, you're at the perfect place for that. Yeah, I mean, any other questions, Jake? Do you have anything you want to, like, promote or shout out? Do you have anything like that? No, I'm just really glad that you guys asked me to do this. Um, it being Corona and all that, like, I don't really talk to anybody except for my boyfriend and the people at work. So it's kind of, yeah, I've been pretty excited to do this. And Jake is my cousin, so shout out to my cousin, and that's why we started a pod, because we had nothing to do, and uh, we're pretty funny sometimes. So, Yeah, I was listening to you guys' shows before tonight, and I was cracking up. There was some pretty funny stuff Which, going on. Uh, how many have you listened to? Well, I was jumping around between a bunch of them, but I listened to pretty much the whole first one, um, a lot of the second one, and then last night, I listened to most of that, but I was kind of just jumping around to kind of catch what I could catch and figure out what was going on and, you know, how this works between everybody nadia <laughs> did you get to nadia on episode two <laughs> oh, i don't think so <laughs> you missed it uh if that's all let's go ahead and cheers oh. I drank the whole booth. <laughs> it's a little rough the day yeah. after uh, New Year's or the day of New Year's. We're kicking the ass. Okay. So, Cyprus, we come back to you as you hear the cackling of Noglop chasing you through the sewer system. He's pointed you. You had the two paths to take. He pointed to the left to tell you where the kingdom was, and you begin running down that tunnel. It's hard to tell what time of night it is. You went into here kind of in the middle of the night last night, you probably spent a few hours down here. Yeah, as you're running down the hallway, you hear him kind of cackling off in the background. As you continue running, it seems to get quieter and quieter, and it doesn't seem like he's quite following you. He's just, I mean, that dude's fucking nuts, so who knows what he's actually doing back there. But what are you going to do? Are you going to continue on? Yeah, we don't know if he's really chasing me or not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. I'm going to change into the uh, guy that we met in the bathroom, his buddy. Okay. Well, he was a large, burly man with a uh, a beard and kind of just black hair. Larger set. He was probably standing about six foot, six foot two, somewhere in that area. It's hard to tell with all of his armor and everything that he had on. Uh, so, are you changing your clothes into him or just your look? Yeah, I'll change my clothes too, and I'll. I don't remember if I ditched the uh, judge suit that the fucker gave me. So, I'm gonna, if that's there, I'm ta I'm taking that off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you kind of transfer over as your uh, skin begins to turn from like the leathery tan that Capanel had to a kind of a bit lighter complexion, not something that's been on the seas for years at a time. You see your skin flash over as your clothes begin to change and ruffle into kind of just like a brown undershirt and black, like black kind of baggier pants and some boots. But they're just kind of standard little work boots at this point. So, uh, and then now going down further down the tunnel, how much room? What do I see? 
is there any openings or anything like that or you're seeing it go down about 50 feet to 60 feet in front of you as it then kind of turns off to the right there's flashes of the like night sky through some of the sewer grates up above you at sections but most of it stays like fairly dim and dark but you do see it go down straight and then turn off to the right you gonna continue following yeah i'm gonna peer over the edge on the right side just i'm not gonna walk over there just gonna tilt my head over there okay like are you trying to stay stealthy or you just want to take yeah yeah so as you peer around this next corner, because there's kind of this river of shit flowing beneath you still, kind of like through the centers of this little system that you're in, uh, you see it lead down, straight down this next tunnel, and it seems to go underneath a wall, but to the left you see it kind of turn almost into a high, hallway-sized little door, and you see a bit more light kind of glowing in from that section there. I peer, and I see straight down, and then to the left there's kind of like a up, curve to like maybe a door or another pathway up yeah it's, it's a lot smaller than the tunnel system itself so it's it's definitely some sort of like walkway okay. that's been built into before I, yeah before i start opening random doors and going willy-nilly i'm gonna see if i can uh take a rest here so as you're going to sleep you kind of hear the cackling off in the distance behind you deep in the caves uh after uh 30 40 minutes or so it kind of goes quiet and you don't hear him coming towards you or anything, and you finally manage to get some rest. Uh, you wake up about eight hours later now as the sun's kind of gleaming through some of these holes that I've talked about in the ceiling, and it's setting off more of like the daylight kind of beaming through. Uh, yeah, and you got some, you got a full rest in, so he didn't come looking for you. And then I'll turn back into Capiel, just because people know this guy around here, since he was inside the castle, or wherever we saw him. I don't think people know Capiel too well, so. So boom, you transfer back as your skin darkens into the tannish, tannish tone that it, you once were in your clothes, kind of flashback into Capiel's outfit. All right, now I can go down that, that uh, rest of the way and go up the doorway and just okay. like, uh, see if it's unlocked. Uh, you head up as you find a little staircase leading up to a door. There is a little hole at the top of the door, kind of like a little glass-stained window built into it, and... um. As you kind of peer through it, it's hard to tell what it's on the inside, but it appears to go straight to outside. It's just hard to tell where. You see a lot of green kind of fuzzy through the stained glass, and the door handle appears to be unlocked. Okay. Uh, I'm going to assume that since we went through the wall and all that stuff, that this would be uh, a doorway into the, the, like the courtyard of the castle or wherever. Um, but, sorry, I'm tr- still trying to fucking get myself together what was on the right side was there anything behind me uh no yeah the water just kind of flowed underneath a stone wall like it moves okay. down a different path for just okay. the water so wall. this is like this is the only way the way i went and then up to the left it was the doorway right that's it yep this is the only time is our best time as any is to open that door up so as you begin to turn it the sound of the city kind of begins to flood into the areas you've been kind of hearing just murmurs before and now you kind of get the flash of hearing a full people in the streets moving around. Uh, but as you open it, you find yourself facing outside of the gate. So you're on the outside of the wall of the fortress itself. You see just large fields rolling in front of you, and you see people kind of wandering. From your best guess, you'd be on the north side of the wall. And if you remember, the large gate entrance was over on the east, and you see people kind of gathered up to your right towards the east of this large wall. Not like the merchants that you'd seen before with tents kind of set up, but... Now more just kind of groups of people as they're wandering up there. You hear people kind of walking by you, just kind of murmuring to themselves like, oh, this is bullshit. Fucking crown at it again. Okay, so I'm I'm outside the city now. Yeah. Okay. Fucking pockets told me this was going to lead me to the castle. Excuse me, sir. What uh, What's the, the crown up to this time? He kind of shakes his head for his minute as he says, uh, well, they fucking locked the gates down. Apparently some assholes decided to rob the bank and take some of the king artifacts, and now they've got the city on lockdown while they're searching for, uh, searching for who possibly could have done it or where the item might be, I suppose. But they've got the gates locked in. Nobody in. Only people going out. So they, they'll let them out, but not in? So they're going to yeah, frisk everybody? Yeah, they can check them going out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So are you still kind of just standing there? Yeah. Okay. So as you're kind of thinking about where the hell to go, you see... Uh, packs of people moving each way something kind of catches your eyes you see a large minotaur kind of walking back down the path heading from where the gate is now leading towards you at this point she appears to be kind of 
looking around and eyeballing everybody, checking some people out. And she seems to take quite a notice of you as she sees you kind of awkwardly standing there on the side of the road. But you look like a lot more of an adventurer than most of the people around you. With my vigorous mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you. Hey. You look like an adventurer. Uh, yes, I kind of. Just getting back into it, I guess. I see. Well, what kind of adventure are you looking for? Uh, well, my task is kind of on the hush-hush. But I, oh, I, I need to get to the queen. The queen. Well, I have an adventure for you. Okay. If you could. Mm-hmm. Now listen. Also, if you want to know, because you, you didn't ask what I look like, and I care about my looks. I am a womanator. I am short. I have short hair. It's fawn-colored. And it's kind of longer up top and at the tail, and it's like in big braids. And I'm about seven foot eight inches, very, very large. Holy shit. Um, and I have, I'm huge. Okay. I'm 300 pounds. I'm a big bitch. Listen, and I need your help. <laughs> so it's pretty fucking serious. Yeah. What, what, uh, <laughs> what, what do you require from me? You look like you can take on half the guards themselves. So I know I look, but what I have in muscle, I lack sometimes in like, the thinking skills, I suppose. And there are these gnolls, and they are not far from here, and they're causing problems, and I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those bastard gnolls, I could just tear them apart, and normally if they're regular old gnolls, I could just smash them, obviously. But these ones have puzzles and trickery. And you look like you can handle puzzles and trickery. Like, I don't think you could kill anybody, but, like, you might be able to solve a problem. So if you can help me, I'm able to help you. You can get me inside the castle? I could get you in the castle if you help me beat the gnolls. I think that's a fair trade. Excellent. Where are these where are these dirty, dirty gnolls? The dirty gnolls are in a small cave north of Witten Stronghold. Lead the way. Okay, let's go. All right. <laughs> so as you gather up your newfound friend, you two uh, begin heading north. You kind of follow the trail that leads off through some of the fields for a moment as you see dense forest in front of you now. Uh, you continue on for a few moments as you're passing a few small little farm camp setups like you see a house kind of two paired together with large fields. You roll down another mile or so as you see another large farm set up and you finally crest yourself into the edge of this forest. Uh, the trail seems to dissipate, but uh, Oh my god, I'm spacing on your name. Yeah, we're walking down this trail. Yeah, we're doing a mission together. I never got your name. Oh, Alfina. Like, Alf- if you look at me wrong, Alfina beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Alfina seems to know the way. She's been out here for quite some time, it seems like, as she kind of leads you through uh, this little forest. She makes her way perfectly through it as you cut to... A little bit of an opening as you find some rocky edges and it appears to be a cave kind of carved into the side of this large stone face. In front of it, you just see a rotted old wooden door. Um, On the outside, you see kind of blood scattered trails leading in and out of it. So these are man-made caves or gnoll-made caves? From the best you could assume, it would be gnoll-made. Afina, we we just walking in? How do we do this? What, What do you usually do? Usually, how I go about this is I just walk in and I just kick the shit out of every living creature. Okay. But these gnolls are a bit trickier, and so I know that they have traps or some things up their sleeves, and so I need you to do whatever it is you do, because you're smart. Well, you just met me. I'm not very smart, so we'll we'll have to get that out of the way, but I'll help you. We'll get there. Um... (laughs) What kind of door handle we got? Is it a turn knob? Is it like a one with like a lever? Kind of like that swings down? Uh, you see a large like brass handle kind of on the outside of this. It has a large key hole right above it as well. Is this a lock I could smash with an axe? Uh, the wood's pretty rotten and kind of torn down. So you, from the best you know of doors, you could, you could probably bash right through this thing. Oh, hell yes. I'm just uh, I'll tell gonna... you what, both of you guys go ahead and roll a investigation check for me. Do they have a hidden key somewhere? Let's look around. <laughs> eight. Three. They were both dumb. Three and eight. Oh, dear God, I've chosen the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, as you peer around, you see, it's kind of hard to tell. It's just a shitty little rock face up and around it. But the wood itself is rotten and you can almost peer through sections in it. But it 
is dark leading right in, but you do see a bit of light kind of glimmering into this room that you're looking upon. It's just hard to get a visual on what's actually past it. Can you, do you have dark vision there, Elfina? No, I don't believe I do. Do you have magic? Some creatures have magic. I am one of those magical creatures. Well, hot dog. <laughs> let me just let me just set this door on fire. Let's just fucking let's get right into it. Is that better than me just kicking it in? Yeah, well, you can kick it in. Yeah, it's gonna be the same amount of noise. Well, hell, I like destruction, so I'm just gonna like jump and like drop kick that door. Roll a strength check for me, please. I have seventeen. So as you kind of run and jump towards it, you place your large boot right into the door as the wood just kind of leans in for a moment and it gives way as it just blasts right off its hinges and comes slamming down. Deeper within this cave system, you now begin to hear a bit of like dogs almost barking in between each other, and it's you can't really tell what they're saying, but you hear them letting out these large barks back and forth. I'm going to use Comprehend Languages okay, and see if I can hear what they're saying. Man, that's an annoying spell. Okay, so you hear them uh, kind of shouting between each other <laughs> as they say, uh, Oh, fuck, sounds like somebody's gotten in. Uh, oh, no, shit. Uh, Tony, go get the front door. Hurry, get on that shit. Alfina, they're, they heard the door. They're coming this way. Uh, there's a couple ways that I've been thinking we can do this. I think we could take the, it's, I think they're only sending one guy, so we can take him, maybe silently, or just kill him real quick. Or we can go back outside, put the door back up on its hinges, hinges real quick, and see if they uh, just notice nothing and go back and we come back in, try it again. But we have the door broken, so. Knowles are dirty creatures. They are terrible. They move in packs. There's never one null. There will be one, and then there will be a billion. Okay. That's how they work. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to let out a Minotaur Roar and see if I can't scare some of them away. Uh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you see Athena let out this large roar as it just kind of echoes deeper into this tunnel system as you hear a bit of the barking go quiet for a moment, and you don't hear the footsteps approaching any closer. That so in this room in works. front of you... It goes for about 20 feet or so as you see like a large stone in the center of the room and it kind of loops around it and everything leads back to the left where you see the hallway leading deeper down into this cave system. Sounds like you've been here before, Alfina. Do, do you know uh, what, what way we want to go? Unfortunately, my memory ends at the door, but wherever we go inside the cave, I will surely be able to get us out of here because I have like amazing memory. But I think you need to choose where we go well, actually, I do have something that might help us. I have a cloak of stealth, and it is far too small for me because I'm huge. And I suppose you could probably use it because you're small and feeble-looking. So I will just give this to you as I have no use for it. I would rather just run in and run things over. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I'm going to so put that can, on. Yeah, you can just have that. Cool. It adds plus one to your stealth whenever you're wearing it. Okay. Also, on top of this, you do notice uh, small torches kind of set up on some of the walls. So it's not completely dark in here, but it is fairly dim. So real quick again, there were, there was something to the left? That's where the hallway leads down. Inside of this room, there's like a stone in the center of the room, but everything seems to point to the left. It kind of just loops around this large stone and leads directly to the left. I'm going to check out that stone. Investigate that real quick. Go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. 14. As you kind of peer around it for a moment, as you look onto the side that's facing down this tunnel, you do notice a hole in it that appears to be about two inches in like diameter, and it kind of is placed at about, it's almost at your head height. It sits at like Athena's like chest, but it's right around where your head would be, and it seems to be pointing down the cavern. Uh, as you kind of put that together, you begin looking down the hallway, and you see a strange uh, two tie wires, one sitting at about four feet, and it's pretty thin so it's almost hard to see and then one sitting about like two feet off the ground as well i'm gonna climb up the rock and put my dick in it just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh hey elfina it looks like we have a trap here i don't know if we want to cut it or if we just want to dodge it i smash it okay but it might it will set up the trap but i don't know what the trap is hmm. can i can i look down that left a hallway and see if there's like any suspicious holes that might shoot out spikes or like a swinging log or something uh well this hole 
you're assuming a something would shoot out of this hole that you're looking down. Oh. And you see those two tie wires in the middle of the hallway, one at two feet in height, and then one about four feet high, and they stretch from end to end across the cave. Because that little tunnel leads down, it's about 15 feet wide, and you see this thin little wire placed on each end. And then at the other end, it kind of gets hard for you to see past it, but you see another large stone directly in the center of that room as well. Yeah, I mean, we can cut cut these and just stay out of the out of the range. It's only two foot, or not two foot, two inch wide hole. So if we just stay out to the side, maybe we can get around it. Just cut it, and then they shoot, and then we're good. Well, your intelligence is higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you're gonna try? You'll have to cut it. I don't have I don't have anything to cut these wires. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll take out my great axe, of course, because it's glamorous, and I'll just. <laughs> Very quickly, slice the wires and step back. Out of the way, not and she's out gonna of, cut it. Not way. not directly in front of it, right? And no, I'm gonna like reach out and be like, Zoop, and back that shit up. Okay, and then where are you gonna stand, Cypress? Just off to the side? Are you not yeah. getting close to the hallway? Okay, right. All right. So as you approach down this cavern, you see the two wires now, uh, and you pull out your large great axe. As you can kind of just, are you like? throwing your weight into this thing or are you just going to kind of slice it and move back it's just going to be a quick a quick slice okay because i feel like it's just gonna just go like you know like thread i assume yeah it's it's thin thin little wire but as you do that you slice it as you begin kind of moving quickly and you guys begin to hear the wind up of a spring as it pops and you hear two thunk thunk as two large spears begin sailing through the air uh, Athena, please roll a dexterity saving throw at advantage. Twelve. That's enough with preparing and knowing where it's going to shoot from. You easily enough slice it as you begin kind of turning around to run. You realize it's just quicker to just kind of lean up against the wall as these two large javelins now sail through the air. One <laughs> coming from down the hallway out of the rock in front of you and one coming from behind you as they just sail into the air and just collide midair. Not far from you, about like five feet in front of you as these two spears just explode into wood and shrap metal as they blast across the, the floor of this little cave. Uh, off in oh. the distance, once again, you begin hearing the gnolls. Uh, so how long does your spell last there for, Cyprus? Your communication thing? One hour. One hour? Okay. Uh, you hear about... Uh, it's kind of hard to tell exactly where it's coming from, but you do hear one of the gnolls kind of cackling off in the distance as uh and it appears to be down this next hallway but it's hard to tell from what direction as it says uh like oh shit i think the spears got him i'll head up on this new cloak that i got and extra stealth and uh try to see if i can sneak up to him as you head down into this next room there's a large stone in the center the cave begins to open up and widen to about 40 feet wide in the center of the room was another large stone where that other javelin came out of past it the room kind of just rounds off but there are two pathways one to the left and one to the right the direction to the left has some torches lit the direction to the right is just pitch black in there but you can't really tell where it leads down past that but you kind of make your way down as you're you're staying down and tight and you know nobody's really seeing you but you're making a little bit of noise here and there as you kind of like lean up and get up against this large stone and you kind of look down both of the pathways as like I said, one goes dark and one kind of S's through and it's hard to get a sight line on where it goes, but it does have a torch in the center of the hallway to the left. The uh, curvy way was left? Yeah, and then the one to your right, it's kind of black as it goes straight and then turns to the left. Can yeah, I uh, do some sort of perception check for like danger or like minotaur senses? Or something. Yeah, are you like checking for like a trap or kind of trying to get a grasp on the where they could be? Or what kind of are you looking for here? I would say more of like where they would be because I'm not so good at trap. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a... We'll go with a perception check. 11. As you kind of heard that cackling earlier, you got a bit more of like a ear for it. As you kind of heard a that dog-like beast cackling coming from the right where that room goes dark. I think... The majority of the gnolls are to the right. I don't know what is to the left, but I just, I can sense that they are off to the right. Okay. Uh, looks a little dark. None of us have dark vision. Let's grab one of those torches off the wall and uh, take with us down that path. Okay, I'll grab one too. So you guys heading into the right room? Hopefully it yeah. is the right room. Ba-bum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So as you guys begin to light up the pathway, um, you hear a bit of rustling for a moment as it goes quiet, as you kind of approaching down and weaving through. It goes for about 15 or 20 feet as it turns to the left. You walk into this room and you just see a large pile of bones just kind of pushed up against the side of the wall. It stands about three or four feet tall and it's about like five feet wide and it's just this large stack of bones, but the room rounds off and this appears to be some sort of like junk room almost. Are you going to approach the bones or are you just kind of fuck it? Well, if maybe the guy's in here, so I'll, I'll approach the room, but uh, I'll set my torch off to the side and uh, scoot against the side of the wall. Okay, it's a fairly small room. This room is only about, with that bone pile, that taking up almost a third of the room, you have about like 10 feet from you into the bone stack, and then the room itself wide is probably about 15 to 20 feet wide. Okay. We'll say 20 feet wide. So as you kind of set your torch and begin getting down, you begin to hear the cackle and some bones in the pile begin to shake as a knoll jumps out with a little uh, short sword in its hand, and it now begins sprinting towards you, Cypress. Oh, saw me. What a dick. He draws his little short sword as he swings it towards you. Uh. <laughs> Do you lean four points of damage as it just kind of cuts into your shoulder for a moment, drawing a bit of blood, and he now, like, stares towards you guys. He rolled hot, so he's going to swing again on you, Cypress, as he leans back once again, uh, this time missing as the blade kind of sparks across the side of the wall as you manage to duck just underneath his swing. Uh, what are you going to do, Afina? As you're now kind of about 10 feet away from him, no, you're probably like five feet away from him. Cypress is kind of up against a wall, and you see this knoll in the center of the room. I just want to take a, a, a large step and just uh, take my great axe and just straight down on the guy. Uh, go ahead and roll for an attack with it. 20. Natural. Natty? Natural. Hey. Hell yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage. 24. 24? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you see this Nolan. Is there any specific way you want to do this? I want him to, like, look at me in the eyes and then just to, like, straight down the middle, just sliced in half. If I could. Uh, as you kind of approach, he's taken his eyesight now off of Cypress, staring him down once before, and he realizes that this room is just taken over by the size of you, and he's bit off a bit more <laughs> than he can chew now. As you just raise your great axe down, it just dashes straight into his skull. As you see the blade just cut through halfway into his chest, as it's just split this beast into two, as it's just letting out large screams for a moment, and it goes silent, and blood just pours out, spraying onto Cypress himself and all over the floor as the beast just slides backward and drops off your blade lying dead on the ground. I'm going to take the one of his halves and throw it in the bone pile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Easily enough, you can pick it up, but it's quite a bit lighter this way as you manage to just toss it right over into the bone pile. Are you kind of hiding it? Yeah, I'm going to throw the other half in there. I mean, I really can't hide too much because there's fucking blood pooled all over the place, but yeah. <laughs> I mean... And it is a pile of bones, and this is just a split in half piece with guts <laughs> yeah. and entrails yeah. leaking yeah. out of it. So it looks a bit different than the bones, but it's a good attempt. Unless you want to kind of bury it under some stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll torch it. I'll throw a firebolt at it. You lob a firebolt? Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, bolt at it as it catches onto the body, as it just bursts into flames as well. Uh, it wasn't quite as grandioso and large as you would have liked the flames to be but it does start a fire as smoke begins to kind of fill into the room it's just this nasty smell of burning hair and cloth and meat all begins to kind of fill your guys's noses as you stand in this cave good going cypress yeah uh i'm gonna investigate <laughs> the room now we have a little bit more light <laughs> okay uh, i literally smell i mean this like is death, just a small <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's it's just a small little room with a bone pile. This appeared to be their little dump site or something. It seemed like he was just trying to get you guys off guard from in here, pop behind you guys at some point. So uh, it doesn't appear to lead anywhere else. Yeah. What a sneaky little bitch. All right. I wiped the blood on my cloak. I'm already blood-stained cloak now. And I was like, ugh, gross. No blood. Uh, and then I was like, hey, we, let's go back to the other side, to the to the left back there, which would be straight across at this point. Still strangely kind of quiet off throughout the tunnel system, and you begin making your way down as you kind of, are you taking your torches, or the rest of this is still kind of lit up with the other torches now that you've exited that room, but are you grabbing yours as well, or no? Uh, no. 
No. I want mine. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Athena, you grab up your torch as you two begin now approaching down. You cross through the room you've been once before as you now head deeper into this little S-curve system. It slowly kind of comes to another small opening. Across the room, about 20 feet kind of diagonally from you, you see another little tunnel system leading off. But to your right, you see a strange kind of, it's like stones and wood built on top of each other to build up a steep staircase leading up to who knows where. It's kind of hard to get a viewpoint on it, but it does appear to go up. And that's to your right, and then to your left is that little tunnel system. I want to investigate the room real quick, though. Uh, Is there any traps or anything that looks like it might be a trap? So just kind of this room in general right here, right. this little area right. that you've walked into. Okay. Um, roll a investigation check for me. Seven. The room appears to be clear. You're not really noticing anything in here. Where, where do you want to go, Elfina? Do you want to go up the stairs or through the cave still? Let's go up the stairs because it seems like maybe it might be a more traveled place and we got to clear these guys out. I'll lead the way up the stairs and I'll look at every step I take. <laughs> okay, rolling a You know how much I love stairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Every step I take, it's cocked, but it's on the twenty side. But I'll re-roll, Kyle. Yeah, re-roll it. Uh, fourteen. <laughs> so as you're making your way up, you see now at the top, kind of two little pillars in a little built room. Uh, but atop those two pillars, you see a strange, large stone ball sitting at the top of them. Uh, up the pathway. As you're kind of looking at the tiles themselves, you're not seeing anything like a pressure plate pressure plate, or anything like that, but about five feet in front of you, you're about three quarters of the way up, which would be about like 20 feet up this little staircase so far. With another 10 to go, you see another little trip wire that's been set up. Sneaky little bitches. Um, I will just step over it because it's, it's on the step. It's, it's like, no, it's, it's like about like five feet high. Well, like four, four and a half feet high. Okay. Well, then I'll crawl under. Okay. Uh, you're small enough to where you can easily kind of duck under it and crawl under to the other side. Uh, for you, Afina, I'm going to have you roll a dexterity saving throw to try and kind of duck under this thing. You're fairly large, and that's a small gap for somebody your size. I am large and okay. in charge. Oh, 20! <laughs> Damn. Just getting oh, all the good rolls surprisingly in this small little staircase cypress you kind of turn around to check and make sure she's making it as you see this large beast kind of curl down for a moment and like baby step up the stairs as her horns for a moment get like close to touching it but duck like perfectly under it uh she's aware of her size and knows how to carry herself as you two uh, approach to the top of the staircase hell yeah nice alfina i say thanks and i give him um a minotaur light elbow bump that sends him <laughs> flying into the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh, uh. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of weight for you, Cypress, because it does knock you back. <laughs> Holy shit. So, I you like guys you, do find man. yourself in this... <laughs> you guys find yourself in this strange kind of little room with a pathway leading directly to the left, and this room itself is only about 10 feet wide. As it goes to the left, you see it kind of lead to a balcony. Almost, that goes to the right. It doesn't go to the left. It just goes out and leads directly to the right. And it's kind of a balcony, and you see handrails kind of set up in front of you. Approaching into the room, that little balcony room there. Yeah. So go ahead and roll a investigation check for me. Can I get a 20 this time? Hell no. Hell to the no. In front of you, the balcony goes off to the right as it leads down a little ramp and appears to go deeper into this cave. But directly in front of you off this landing, you see three... Tall pillars that reach from floor to ceiling. The floor to ceiling height would be about 25 feet or so. The three large pillars are kind of straight down in a line through the center of this room. Off far back to the left side of this room, you see three tables with like dismembered bodies. What appear to just be like common folk and just random like townspeople. They all have nothing, no regal or armor sets or anything, but they're split open and gutted as they lie on these tables. You do notice one knoll appears to be kind of hiding behind the center pillar, which is directly in front of you and about, it's 20, 20 feet down, and he's about 15 feet from you. As he has his back to this pillar, and he's kind of like almost waiting for you guys to come through the main door, it appears. I'm going to cast uh, invisibility on myself, um, so that would okay. mean that I, I lose the uh, 
No, I don't, because a comprehend languages is not a concentration. So invisibility, yes. So I'll cast invisibility on myself, and then I'll get up on him. And go down the ramp and around to him, kind yes, of. Yes, because he's got coverage behind that pillar. So I'm gonna get. So I'm like past the pillar and then turned around and faced towards him. So he's not. Uh, he doesn't have any coverage on that side. If that makes sense. And where are you gonna be out of Fina? before he begins did you come out to the balcony at least here or yeah i i followed him out i was kind of just standing behind him and when i because did we notice that yeah. guy yeah but he hasn't noticed us yet okay i'm and gonna I'm, just pull I, out i'm my invisible hand. too okay i'm just gonna wait there but i'm gonna pull out my spear just in case all right um and as you made your way down this way here Cyprus, uh, as you kind of got to around here, you do see the shadow kind of glisten in the light as you kind of take notice that there could be somebody else on this side of the rock as well. I'll see if there's somebody on the other side since I saw that shadow. You're going to kind of peer around? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you kind of approach to the other side over here, you do see another knoll kind of as he's peering and looking down this way as well. But he's kind of got his back to you over so here. So they're they're both on the same pillar, just one's on one side and the other is on the other side? No. One on this pillar right here. And then one on this pillar. Okay, so one that was hidden that I just saw on the first pillar. And then one on the mid pillar right there. Okay. Yeah. I will go and get a full eyesight on the guy on the first pillar that's got his back like fully covered and get a good sight on him. And uh, I will attack. I'll do a chaos bolt. Afina, as you're kind of trying to keep track of where he's, all of a sudden you see this cold ice ball of chaotic energy as it's just kind of fluctuating, burst out of the air and slam into this Knoll's uh, chest as he just lets out a large scream. Uh, and you see this frost kind of, well, you don't really see him at this point, but Cypress, you see uh, this cold blast kind of crust around his body for a moment. You see Fina, who is hiding back over here, as he kind of runs just a little bit closer to the wall that you're kind of up on top of. As he places himself here, he's kind of looking around to try and, as he's heard the blast and his null friend let out a large scream, he's peering around as he can't get a sight on where Cypress is anyway. So he's just kind of looking around awkwardly, and he's, <laughs> that's going to be his turn. He doesn't really know what to do. Up next is the null who you just hit with the frost blast there. Cyprus. He turns as he knows where it came from, as it's clearly just kind of punched him with this blast of energy, and uh, he sees nothing, but he is just going to take out a long sword and just start kind of wildly flailing it on the area. He's about five feet from you as he's just kind of swinging into the air. He's kind of lined up with you almost, but it's just still wildly swinging into the air, cutting through it. Um, so, Afina, up next is you as you stand about right up here and you're about 20 feet up on top of this balcony. And then this balcony I... stretches down about 20, 20 so feet. As it... Is there like, a, would I be able to throw something? Is there like a clear shot for me to like hit somebody? Throw something at this one down here. You have a clear shot on him, the one like directly okay. below you. Because okay, I have a javelin and I kind of just want to. So I'm I'm on a higher level than he is. He's kind of like right below me, right? Yeah, you're about like okay. twenty feet up from him. So if, would I be able to jump with my javelin and like slam down on the ground, like get my javelin to go like head to toe, throw him like that, basically jump on him? You sure can try. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So she's you're you got your javelin out and you're jumping off and trying to spear this guy. Yeah, head uh, to toe. Okay, all right, nice. <laughs> you kind of grasp this large javelin in your hand and you come flying from the ceiling as you just slam the blade directly next to him and you just hardly miss as you kind of almost like land on a knee and the dirt around you blows up for a second as you stand back up, you tower over this man and you've caught him completely off guard, but you just missed hardly. What I'll do is, I imagine when I jump down with my javelin, it probably stuck into the ground pretty good. Wait, that thing, I mean, it, it pressed it deep into that soil. I'm going to grab a dagger, 
from my like back pocket, and I'm going to attempt to just stick him like right up to the jaw. Okay. And, and, a, and a dagger in her hands, does it look like a, po- a pocket knife? <laughs> it, it, it does. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it... a Switch Army blade <laughs> knife. Like a really small one. I just need to get it. <laughs> well, as you uh, kind of let go of the javelin, you draw a small dagger off your back as you now swing towards this knoll. He kind of steps to the side, but you do manage to cut and do his arm a bit as you draw a bit of blood, but it's it hasn't severely injured him or anything, but you did cut into him a little bit. So up next we have you, Cypress, as you're still invisible in the back, as these two are now fighting near the miller, middle pillar, kind of just off the balcony, and you're hidden invisible in the back of this room. Okay, I'm going to go behind the guy. I'm going to actually step back five feet, throw a chaos bolt at him, and then I'm going to move behind him. This time, as you kind of conjure up this large bubble, as bolt type thing this green energy takes over it as it's almost dripping as it oh. flies through the air huh uh i was just reading if i roll because i rolled two of the same six and six on the d8s the chaotic energy leaves from one target to a different target uh, that i choose 30 feet away is that other creature 30 feet in range he's just about 30 feet away yeah it's like right on the brink but he's right about there okay that's fine we'll just well i'd say it'd work it's just, it's like right there. It's kind of hard to tell with this map. Okay, let's do it. It leaps from that guy to the other guy with the with the two of the same number. That's pretty cool. So this dripping orb of green energy kind of flies into this man as you just see it like punch into his face as just smoke blows off of him and punches a hole into his chest. As blood just now begins to spill out around him as smoke just kind of circles around and into the holes inside of his body as he drops dead. Uh, you then see the orb kind of leap up into the air once again as it now shoots across the room into this other man. Right in front of you, Athena, you see this green orb of liquid energy almost punch into the man who you just kind of dashed as it catches him in the back as it just explodes out the front of him and dissipates away. You see this green energy kind of leaking from his body mixed with blood as he like stares up at you terrified and drops dead onto the ground. Boom, boom. Cypress, is that you? Hey, yo. Should have given these guys a little more help. Uh, let's uh, go down this cave and g- inspect those dead bodies on the table. What 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 kind of thing are they doing? Are they just eating them? Are they uh, doing experiments? As you get closer, you kind of see like chunks of their like pant like their most of their pants have been like removed and they're almost just lying there naked and gutted. Uh, and you see like pieces of their thighs have been like filleted off and like cut into like you see strips missing from different sections of meat on their body. So you're assuming that they're probably not experimenting. Just eating. Gnolls generally aren't that smart. They're just eating. Right. Okay. Um, and this would be the end of this cave. You do have a little opening back here, down at this end, which is kind of where you guys were coming from originally, and then this cave kind of leads down now at this point. You see this tunnel system lead up, and as you kind of peer around, you see the tunnel kind of going deeper down to the right as it kind of peers off to another large pillar in the center with two little pathways and then you see a large column separating two pathways as well in the center all right yeah let's go down that way on the other side of the cave and then i want to inspect for traps as you approach closer towards this pillar the one right in front of you guys up here you see little pressure plates that kind of span all across in this little checkered formation and they go for about 10 feet on each end over here and they're just kind of scattered all over the place in like a checkerboard formation as they appear to be on both sides is there any like loose boulders anywhere or rock yeah like large rock can i take a large rock and just kind of uh, throw you can it and just roll it or go ahead and i mean you're not really seeing anything laying on the ground surprisingly they keep it pretty clean of stones in here but the walls are made out of some loose stones, so go ahead and roll a strength check for me to see if you can like displace one off the side of the wall. You 18. are 18. You find a decent-sized boulder that would definitely be heavy for any man as you rip it off the side of the wall. Uh, what side of the cavern were you going to throw it on, the left or the right? I'll throw it on the right side. Yeah. Okay, you tumble it across as it kind of hucks and lands and tumbles for a minute as it clicks a few of these pressure plates. And you now see uh, arrows begin to jet from the ceiling as they just shatter as they kind of collide against the ground. But you see the pressure plates on this side of the room settle into the ground as it goes flat. 
the rest of them around it appeared to sink into the ground as well. Like once you hit the few of them, it set off all the traps above that side. Then those pressure plates um, kind of rested into the ground. Oh, look at that. We can probably just go then down the right side. <laughs> uh, you now see a large wall that kind of separates these two walls. Is it, you kind of peer down both ends. They appear to reach to the same area as there's just a large cave hole kind of cut into the wall here. And it's hard to tell what's just past it, but it goes to darkness almost for a moment down here. I want to look for traps again. Okay, roll an investigation check. Okay, that's a four. Okay, uh, you're not seeing any traps. Hey, it looks clear to me. Okay, you sure you don't want me to throw another rock? If you want to, sure. Well, hell, I'll just throw another rock. Are you going to grab a different one or just use the same one? Well, that's my lucky boulder, so I think we're going to keep that one. I'm going to toss it down the left this time. I'm going to try to make it bounce. Like, kids <laughs> who are terrible at the bowling alley, just, like, take it and just be like, see how many times I can make this fucking bowling ball that just bounce. The 15, you manage to lob it as you do see it kind of bounce for a moment as it makes it a little more than halfway down this little cave here. Uh, and nothing appears to go off. You're not really seeing anything that it could have set off, and uh, it's feeling fairly safe from what you can tell. I'll start walking, but I'm going to keep an eye line out for more of those trap wires. Making your way down, um, keeping an eye out for anything in front of you, uh, you're not noticing anything as you continue on down. You're about halfway through and uh you're feeling pretty safe about it surprisingly and at the end of this tunnel you see a large cave opening kind of dip into the wall here and it kind of goes in for about 15 feet as it turns off to the left and it's dark it's dark inside of there you do see light coming from and deeper within the cave but this little hallway itself is dark afina you do hear a little bit of noise but it doesn't sound like a group of people it sounds like almost just like one one beast down there almost well i say we go check it out we'll go down there by the light uh who's leading and who's following i'm following okay that means i'm leading and i'm, <laughs> really? I'm still invisible <laughs> you're my tiny bait but yeah you oh, yeah, are invisible tiny still. Oh, okay cypress you stand at the edge of this cave mouth there's a bit of blood and kind of torn across bodies and you see a large a much larger than the other gnolls this one stands about six five or so as he's kind of pacing back and forth over here. Uh, He's taken no notice to you. You're kind of still, he's noticed the light kind of glimmering within the tunnel coming towards him, but he's still kind of just pacing back and forth at this point. I'll run in while I'm still invisible. Right into the center of the room? Yeah, that works. He hasn't taken notice of you necessarily, but he does know that something's coming as he's kind of just pacing back and forth here. I'm going to just come on in. but probably, I'll probably be about 10 feet behind Cypress. Because I think he's probably going in ahead okay. of me since he's uh, invisible. That, that he sees you now as he draws uh, two large scimitars as he's like dual wielding them. As he's just kind of like staring you down. And you see this large dog-faced beast begin to like smile and nod at you for a moment. As it's just kind of like preparing to fight. If he, if he oh, starts yeah. to run in, I'm going to put out a, my leg and trip him. In like a um, defensive I'm gonna stance say... almost, so he's kind of waiting as well. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna have two hand axes, and I'm gonna pull pull him out one in each hand, and just look at this guy because he's he's just a tiny bit smaller than I am. I think I'm gonna pull him out, and I'm just gonna say, "Come and fucking get it." Uh, yeah. It seemed to intimidate him a bit, but he doesn't seem like ready to charge. He's this is a smarter fighter than most, and he seems to be kind of holding back and like studying your movement almost. So he's standing about 40 feet away from you now. I'm going to meet him halfway. I'm going to stomp my way 20 feet. Okay. I'm going to, as quickly as I can, kind of chuck another javelin up into my hand and just give it a, like, straight throw for his, like, face. Uh, As you kind of pull this off quickly from your pouch or bag or wherever you keep your javelins, uh, you sail it through the air as it kind of coasts off and drops just almost right in between his feet as he kind of steps to the side of it as this large javelin places beneath you. You just hardly missed, and he kind of he stepped right out of the way. Um, anything else you'd like to do, or is that going to be your turn? Um, I'm going to say, what, you afraid of a lady? And, like, double huff. I okay. want Cypress to trick uh, him, roll intimidation. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come get this <laughs> 20, but not natural. 
Uh, that one has seemed to seeing the javelin get tossed at him, then seeing you kind of taunt him for a moment, that seemed to piss piss him off pretty good. So he seems set to go. All right. Uh, so I'll move up. I'll move up in between them, and then I'll set up. I'll uh have a reaction ready to trip him if he moves up. Uh, he now begins. Is that going to be your turn? You're setting up. Uh, if he comes into your space to trip yeah, him, a reaction. Mm-hmm. Takes off running, charging towards you, Athena. Uh. You, Cypress, please roll a drink check. Twelve. It did stumble him up as he has to take, like, one of his actions to kind of fix himself as he's now approached up to you. So it did take away one of his swings, which is good, but he does have two. So he is going to swing at you, Athena, like, kind of crosses both the blades across. You, like, bash one of the swords away, and as you're distracted hitting one away, the other one managed to catch you just right up in your shoulder blade as it draws a bit of blood. Well, now I'm heckin' pissed, okay? So, we're gonna go into rage. Yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah, go ahead and use the hand axes. I'm gonna do, like... Yeah, kind of like a fren- frenzy swing, where I do, like, one kind of high, and then I'll do the other one kind of low. Kind of catch him across the face with one of your axes as it just kind of gouges into the side of him for a moment, and then with your second blade, you catch it across his gut as you've cut in, but that thick hide armor... You just managed to dig into it a tiny bit. It didn't quite cut all the way through like you were hoping. You do have another attack if you'd like. I would. I would like, can I, um, like, attack with my horns? As you kind of sprint towards him with your horns, uh, you lower your head as you just kind of paying attention to the ground as you kind of stumble for a minute, and he grabs onto your hand almost and just shoves you as you get tossed down into the dirt, and you're now knocked prone. That's going to be your turn. Up next, we have you, Cypress, as you kind of... His back is to you at this point. Which bolt? Second level. So, you let off this large blast of electricity as it's now connected between the two of you. Um, Athena, you just see this, like, strange electricity kind of coming out of nowhere as it's just flowing in between Cypress and uh, the Knoll as it's just taking him as he's kind of pulsating but trying to hold on to his composure. Almost through the back plate of his leather armor that he's wearing there, Cypress, as it's cutting into him, and a bit of blood's kind of now beginning to drip off of his back. I'm going to move back a little bit. How far? Uh, 15 feet. So with this one, he can now see that, like, something funky's, uh, and realizing that he's knocked her prone, you're going to be more of a threat for him at this point, and he can finally catch a visual, and he's, as he's caught off guard that somebody invisible was in the room, he's now going to charge towards you. So with his first sword swing, his first sword swing, he catches into your meat. As My meat. <laughs> that sounded weirder. Uh, <laughs> he catches into your arm <laughs> as it cuts away a bit of your meat. Uh, <laughs> and it seems to bleed you up a little bit as your arm, you just instantly feel blood begin to drain off the side of you. Uh, it deals seven points of damage for the first swing. And with his second swing, he swings out and somehow catches the handle with the back of his other blade as you just see him knock his second sword up and into the air as it tumbles 10 feet away from him. Up next, we have you, Athena. You can use, it takes half your movement to stand up. So you'll have 20 feet left, which is going to be just enough to get there. But. All right, so I'll get up. And is he now weaponless? One. He's got, he's still got one. I'm going to say hell with these little tiny baby axes and then put them back in my pocket and pull out my great axe and move that 20 feet to get up to him. Catch him in the back as you've kind of caught him off guard with your large axe. You place it into his back and draw it out the other end as it's just cut right through his thick leather armor and just blood now is draining all over the ground as he like drops to a knee for a moment and he's, he's fucked up and on the brink of death, but he's not quite there. Uh, you have another attack if you'd like to. I'm going to take my big old axe and I'm just going to swing it behind me and then just bring it straight down over him, trying to hit him in the neck. 25. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a hit. You swing up the large axe as you cut it down diagonally and it just cuts like butter straight through this knoll's like, thick throat and meat. This thing's a large beast as it just cuts its head clean off and you see it tumble to the ground to the side. Pool of blood now, the body drops to the ground as blood just kind of soaks your guys' feet as you just stand in a puddle of puddle of this dismembered body. Woo, we did it. All right, uh, I'm going to search his body. You find a, 
a nice sized like it's almost a short sword but it's i'd say it's more of a dagger it's a fancy dagger though with like a curved blade leading to a sharp point the other it's almost like a mini scimitar kind of that he's had like custom made you would assume but it's got like a leather wrap across the handle of any value just kind of scraps of jerky meat and shit like that sweet you can have all that i just want his head so i take my great axe and i need to cut his head off bring it his head's already off oh it is slice it you slice it off (laughs) i'll pick that head up it's a massive hyena head basically excellent i'm just gonna take that and i'm just gonna swing it right over my shoulder is there is there anything else in this cave is there a little way out or anything in any like exits or anything like that it's just kind of a, it's almost like his sleeping quarters. I guess he just winds up onto the ground at the end of night and just sleeps in the dirt. Let's start heading back the other way then. It's just going to follow the same path. Yeah. For all like the traps that you've passed once before, and it's easy enough for you guys to kind of dip and weave your way out and you come outside. Uh, it's now uh, midday or so at this point, the sun's kind of high in the sky. Yeah. You find yourselves in the middle of this forest. You guys just heading right back to the Witten stronghold or? So. Alfina, I, I helped you with your quest. Where's uh, where's this entrance to the castle? Well, the key to the castle is right here. And I'll hold up the hyena's head. So all we have to do is get back to the gate and talk to the guards. And I'll show them, like, my job letter that said get rid of all these freaking gnolls. And give them this hyena head and they're just going to let us in. Oh, okay. That's pretty sweet. Uh, tell them, my name's, my name's Kevin, if they ask. Well, I'll try to remember, Cypress. <laughs> okay. Kevin. Good old bypass. <laughs> All right. I love you, Sinbad. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys begin making your way throughout the days. You slowly kind of make your way back down throughout this dense little forest. She shows you the path as you get down to the main trail itself outside. That you see farmers working at the small farms as you pass them once again, and you slowly make your way all the way up to the edge of the wall once again at the Witten Stronghold. There's large groups of people outside the main gate itself. Uh, as they see you two approaching, though, with this large minotaur holding a gnoll's head right over her shoulder, they make a path for you guys as you approach three guards kind of standing in front of the large gate itself outside of it, kind of talking and shouting at people, telling them to stay back and kind of holding the crowd. But they take notice of you two as you now approach. Hey, guards, we got this. Uh this knoll head and here's my letter uh for the job and it's been complete so are you gonna let us through the main guard kind of steps up and approaches into the center of you as he says uh let me see the letter real quick and he kind of begins reading through it for a moment uh he looks up to the gate head up top as he says all right let these two in they're clean as they kind of shove the people who are kind of gathered up the two other guards begin kind of like bashing them with the broadsides of their shorts and like scooting the crowd away from them as the gate now rises up about 10 feet or so not the entire length but just enough for you two to walk in and as you two walk through the gate you hear a large slam as it shuts beneath you or right behind you find that the city inside of this the castle walls the town once again still seems to be almost working at a normal pace as it usually does but it's just on lockdown essentially so we, we gotta take this to the, the castle no i don't need your help anymore um, you can keep that cloak. What? And well, I kind of like this. So here's two gold. <laughs> and I'm gonna pat. I'm gonna pat him on the head and say, "I got she this." Pats you as the large hand <laughs> just bats you on top of the head and kind of nudges you. So you're not gonna put get me into the castle. You just got me back into the city. Oh, I thought this. I thought that, that that's all you needed. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> nope. But uh, I guess I'm halfway there. I'm not outside anymore, but. I guess your intelligence was low. <laughs> so low. Well, I'll figure another way. I'm going to just start walking back. I'm just going to leave. I'm just like, all right, I'm in here. Whatever. Bye. So you two uh, split off and head in separate directions as you're a bit disappointed, Cap, or not Capiel. I keep wanting to call you that as that's what you're looking like, Cypress, but uh, you're a bit disappointed. You've made it back into the walls without having to sneak back in or pass back by Nogloff. That's where we're going to go ahead and call this week's episode of One Shot Dungeons. Uh, will Cypress ever get in to the king's or the queen's castle? Who knows? Maybe next week. Thank you guys for listening. Shelby, thank you for joining us this week. I hope you had fun. Um, I did. Yeah. Everyone have a kick-ass day. <laughs>